0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt And this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 30th of September 2018 I should kick off by just mentioning Before I always forget, of course That you can buy the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com And remember, too, you can donate and help me tick along here And pay for all different sites I have Because I'm not selling anything else I'm not selling, well, whatever T-shirts and products to make you live forever or things like that I'm just giving you basically information which hopefully delivered in a proper way will help you understand the system we're born into. A really good system. By good, I mean for someone who wants to study it. It's a work of something. (laughs) You could say art, I suppose, almost in a demonic way because it's very clever. And it's clever because the ancients, and we are very old, humanity is very old, And look at the ancient empires, of course, from China and Middle East and different places, all the the, the places that actually had written histories. And even Plato's great-uncle, Solon, who went off, as they all did, all the aristocrats went off to study in Egypt at the time of ancient Greece, that is. And he was told, you Greeks don't even know how old you are. That was back then. And how many empires had risen and managed the world and fallen over maybe even thousands of years. Now, since they had empires in ancient times, going way back, way back, even before Christianity, for instance. For maybe, maybe, maybe thousands of years. We just don't know. Although they're always finding evidence of new civilization, or new old civilizations, put it that way. All over the place, actually, in the ancient world. But an empire tells you that you have something very important, and that is an understanding of human nature and how to control human nature in order to profit from the bulk of the population. That's what it's all about. Always has been. Always is today. In fact, same thing it is. Therefore, they had the sciences, like Machiavelli of the Middle Ages. They had the sciences. In ancient times as well, by the studying of human nature. We've got to stop thinking that because TV wasn't invented thousands of years ago, that, they, that they, they couldn't learn about all the things that you're studying today. Knowledge was always accumulated because knowledge is power. And for ruling people, you've got to always have the, it written down, or at least passed on in, in, to, to students. As to how to control and manage the general population, how to profit from—it's always to do with profiting from the bulk of the populace. I've always mentioned that Albert Pike made a big thing about this too, in a very small little statement. It's a big thing, big state, big big meaning behind a little statement, and that he, that he, we make no apologies for for nature, because it's an elitist thing for, the, for even for the low Masons to understand that it's a very elitist. And it, it picks out potential people to, for positions in different controlling functions over society. The bulk of the populace never get to that position, of course. They're the outer portico, as Pike said. But they do understand human nature. Plato did the same thing, and Plato bewailed the, the, the fact, and so did his contemporaries, that with writing, and more, more people writing, then the art of memory and memorizing would be lost. Because in those days, you had to really, really memorize things, like, you're, like you do with your... Well, we used to do that too with our times table, for instance, in school. But now it's all calculators and computers and and so on. But in ancient times, they, they, they started writing stuff down too. And for the controlling elite, you see, it used to be kept... Very secretive And the best way to have it secretive Is to be taught directly to the people Without writing No notes, no nothing Just, just your memory Is the best way for secrecy It's also, uh, there's no evidence, you see And even conspirators today Understand that you shouldn't really have Any evidence of a conspiracy If possible In any recorded m- method at all And so they go to great lengths to try and and be very secretive and to be anonymous. But anyway, getting back to what I'm saying, empires, the understanding of human nature, the controlling of human nature, the using of human nature for your own purposes, including wars. People at the top are always ambitious, they always want more, and they intermarry with other ambitious little city-states in ancient times or Countries across even, even waters in those days too They always intermarried their elites off so, so they became one big family if possible And those big families would go through the motions of war sometimes too Which called down the population to an extent It really did achieve different techniques of keeping the masses Well, ab- abused If you abuse the masses, they claim to the abuser All the more so to keep them safe but the people have always been used To accumulate wealth on behalf of those who basically own them So I go through this in my writings And in a lot of my discs Which you can buy at Cutting the website Go into the, the purchasing and so on And I go through the techniques that have been used in ancient times And all through time to the present day Because it's so important to understand human nature Maybe more so than ever before and it's not an easy thing to teach someone. It is actually easy to teach them, I should say, but it isn't so easy in this day and age, especially, to have them still enough, still in the mind, to understand what's being said. Their minds are racing half the time because they're now living in an age of massive overstimulation, a technique admitted to. By the mass of data that's thrown at them through entertainment You get up in the morning, the radio is blasting away there And they might go to work with radio blasting away And these babble-mouthed, nonsensical disc you still pushing their nonsense, this babble Like immature babble And then they, they have messages thrown at them all day long Through computers and you name it And then back again at home and then, then they're trying to relax Through escaping into fantasy and fiction and they're getting overloaded then too but, but the mind itself Finds it harder To think for itself It's part of the technique of control There's an old saying Be still Be still It's like the Old Testament It's be still And knowing that I am God Same, same kind of idea and the New Testament as well A technique You've you got to be still once in a while You've got to do it And when you're still Your, your mind will crowd naturally with all your little worries off the day That's why you love to distract yourself So you don't think too much And that's why your masters and those who own you Want you to, to constantly be bombarded And have be distracted too Then you won't think too much You're quite safe if you don't think too much You let everyone else do your, do your thinking for you By the data that's thrown at you Through entertainment and, and different other guises They understand in ancient times They didn't have all this extraneous entertainment They didn't have televisions and radio. But they put on lots of plays for the people. It wasn't the Greeks that invented the old plays and so on. It was much older than that. Because entertainment is essential, as Plato said too. If you are going to raise people in a city-state, city-states are the beehives. They become the engines of this particular artificial system. Cities don't produce much except everything to do with superfluous stuff or actually almost... Gossamer stuff It's abstract It's as it's money in itself it's, it's, it's numbers and so on That's what they produce And everyone in this city must pay big high rents For tiny little places Which consumes a lot of their income For a lot of people, for working class people And they get trapped in it They get consumed with all the data And the things that are happening around them too The speed, the people, blah, blah It's very un- unnatural Some folk will say they love it but personally, I, I, don't, I don't like it at all. Too many people in the cities. It's just too fake, too unnatural. It's synthetic. And it's so far removed from how people really were meant to live. And really, you need space. And if possible, you should all be living and scattered around the country. If, if your masters would allow it, but which of course they never would do. But at least there you have some space and quietness if you want it, and peace and quiet and freedom to the extent at the moment. And that was why in ancient times, even Rome had, at least they wrote about it, they had their different writers who wrote about different things there, but they mentioned about the, the aristocracy of Rome and the Senate and the Senators. Uh, causing overthrows and temporary coups of the government because these senators were greedy aristocratic families and they wanted more and more land from the rural people, the people who produced, actually fed the city people, you see. And they would get taxed and taxed and taxed in the rural areas too. Nothing changes. Because this system is a parasitical system that we live in. And I try to go through this in the books and so on, and I show you some of the techniques that have been used down through the ages. They control the people by those in the know. And that's what they mean by in the know. Codes are always used by those in the know. And by those who rule you. If you look at all the different departments in government, even declassified information from different departments, and even fairly innocuous departments as well, everything is so coded at the top too, so that those who read it in the system the civil service understand exactly what it's about, where it's from, and so on. Everything's coded The language is coded The language of brainwashing Is coded as well You're brainwashed every day by what they call News today You really are And folk never figure it out So as I say Buy the books and discs cutting 3 And donate as well you can, you can pay any way you want Through PayPal You can send me a check You can send cash in Or international postal money orders, if you don't want to do it that way, from other countries And from the States to Canada, two international postal money orders are are okay And uh, just from your post office, but it's got to be international And within Canada, of course, they use just Canadian post office ones for, for for the nation itself, internal But as I say, you've got to understand the system. And the system is very complex, only because you haven't really thought too deeply about it before. The media isn't going to come out and tell you how it really works. That's not what the media is there for. I can remember reading, I think it was the Anglo-American Establishment and different books by Quigley, different works that he did. Carol Quigley, and he was a historian for a while for the... Council on Foreign Relations, which is the branch of the American branch at that time of the Royal Institute for International Affairs in Britain, which has branches across the whole planet. And they also run the British Council as well. Their, their members run that too. They create future leaders to actually little grab, they grab children, train them to be future leaders across the planet in all countries, and give them educations. And they, they're the ones you're seeing today take over in different countries, by the way. For those who think you live in democracies, (laughs) good luck. But you've got to understand that Quigley talked about this quite a bit, in fact, and and one of his books was was like boot-burning, only he smashed the plates. Instead, he he said too much because they weren't ready to allow the public to know about how the system really works. The real establishment is vastly different from the way you're trained to believe it is. It's a private club. It really is a private club. And they have other sub-clubs attached to them for specialised areas. And sometimes they'll transfer people between clubs or the circles, they call them, from one to the other. club depending on, on, on what, how they need them and where they need them and so on. And you can't apply to join them. They, you're asked if they choose you. And if they choose you, you've been well-vetted beforehand. And these are private clubs. And, and of course, as I say, they don't run for election as a club member, but although the clubs themselves put their members out there to be elected, and quickly goes through that process, but he does go through the system to some extent, and and not completely in depth, but in depth enough to so he can start to get the picture of how it really works. And their vision is vastly different of a future than the people in the nations, the ordinary people ever ever suspect. You're given. This nonsense of politics And he mentions that That all the top members of the political parties Are members of this particular organisation They are allowed to differ in certain ways To to, to achieve their ends But but they all have the same ends And of course they're allowed to fill their pockets To a good extent too naturally With their plunder Because they're they're, they're proven they're superior Once they get near the top and and but again they must obey the masters above them, the ones that are unelected, who really have the power. It's really interesting to understand how it really does work. And nothing as ever as it seems, of course. I, I, nothing really as ever as it seems for the public. But we're trained to believe that we elect people and we have something called democracy. Although Plato and others went into democracy and they said that it always ends up in a form of communism. And then it literally is overthrown By either a coup, riots and so on Because it cannot last It's always so corrupt So nothing changes you see Nothing ever changes The techniques of understanding the human mind are important The distractions are awfully important And we're given today more entertainment Than any generation has ever seen In history as far as we know We're given more Pharmaceutical drugs That are psychoactive than any People before us Which dulls the mind And we're also being given now The next step which is of course the, Which were the banned drugs um, With uh, say the cannabinoid uh, Different products They're coming out now for instance in Canada Big big time And people will still think it's just happening Because some people at the bottom fought battles. For, no, it wasn't. That, nothing to do with that at all. Back in the 80s, the, the Canadian government was growing pot underground. Underground, yeah. And they did a documentary in the 90s. It just suddenly came out in the blue, and, and for those who can remember it, might remember it, and how they were bowled over when suddenly was, they showed you these long, long, big, wide tunnels under the, underground with hydroponics going, and the Canadian government had been growing pot and they said at that time, well, it was for the, for the future where we might go and use it for medicine And you can believe that if you want And you'll find that everybody who's part of the establishment The higher establishment of Canada Will have shares in these big companies Including the police chiefs, by the way <laughs> uh, These big companies uh, that are running it today So anyway, man is very ancient The art of controlling people's minds is ancient too You'll find little clues in it Like the clues you get from Arthur C. Clarke Who was one of the boys, you might say And he wrote 2001 He wrote Childhood's End Which is about really evolution through, Through aliens coming down and so on And giving people everything they wanted they didn't have to work, and but they're really after the children. They'd breed a particular generation of children that they could then evolve and take with them, and the, the old humans would have to perish and die because they were now obsolete. Because, of course, it's to do with eugenics, you see. And Arthur C. Clarke, with the organizations he belonged to, understood this. If you understand even Masonry, Freemasonry, You'll find the same kind of thing too They have no problem at all In the city of London In their organisations They're rather openly actually Showing you in symbology And an occasional little utterance That they are superior to other people And there are different kinds of classes of people Let's say the word classes People don't want to mention that anymore But it's still alive and well And You'll find that everything is to do with evolution and change That's why the members in Masonry are almost talking about change, change, change And that there are no moral absolutes Very important to understand that And morality and moral absolutes are only for the particular period And the next generation might go the opposite way with the moral absolutes Part of the reason, and they won't tell you that, of course, they never do it not happening by itself. The pendulum doesn't just swing one way and then swing the other. Everything is controlled and pushed in different directions by intelligence and by organization. That's how it happens. But Arthur C. Clarke, as I say, he wrote 2001, then 2010, and then 3001. Very important, too, because... Three thousand one. most of the bulk of the population, the lesser classes, I think, are just somehow just vanish, you see, bred out or die off or something. And, and the, the brainy types, the, the ones who are all the top scientists and technicians, are all interbred, and they live like almost like gods with their high technologies and so on. So it's not that difficult to get to the picture if you understand what you're actually saying and what they're, they're showing in symbology and so on. It's eugenics, of course, winners and losers, etc., etc. And so Pike said it too, as I say, Albert Pike. They make no apology for for nature, no apology at all. And of course, they make a big, big deal about the the, the symbology through lions, for instance. It's a good, a good one. Is lions very important? King of the jungle, which of course is also the what. Uh, was behind King of the Jungle, Rudyard Kipling's Jungle Book, of course. If you go into some of the known experiments that lasted many, many years, such as MKUltra, which is one part of this huge, big experimental area, it wasn't just depatterning the brain to, to reorganize someone's brain and then build them, rebuild them in your image, basically, the scientist's image. Or or the controller's image It really was about Psychic driving And many other things too And the use of drugs as well Which was being forced on Society at the time In a way where they they always think It's for themselves Such as the youth always think It's for themselves This is fun, this is good We're naughty, we're bad And suddenly LSD's Tossed all over the place Free initially Big time And the CIA was behind it Big time too And they'd had the drugs Since the the 1930s, they knew what it did So sex, drugs, rock and roll Was launched as part of the plan too To destabilize the old system Break the pattern of the old system Where you had a tradition And families And you had families that are a nuisance When they stand together When bills are passed they don't like it, It's bad for them and so on They would, they would tend to band together So they are a problem for those who govern When change is planned, big change Especially the destruction of the family unit, and that's exactly what they did. H.G. Wells talked about it, many others once talked about it, that they'd have to do that so that there's no one standing alongside you to help you when the government has, is coming for you and coming down to speak to you. You'll be just you and the government, and little old you doesn't have much of a chance. That's happened, isn't it? Isolation. So the MK Ultra thing. Was for the general population Of those who've studied it Haven't quite figured it out yet The psychic driving Is repetition, repetition, repetition And the same things over and over too Slogans You listen to the songs that went out there Repetition, repetition, repetition Theo Adorno talked about it Because he was part of the Frankfurt School For the same function To destroy the family unit And so on of the Western culture And Listened the Beatles songs and he owned the Beatles songs, remember And it was he, they were all sold once he died And up for grabs and Paul McCartney competed with Michael Jackson for the bids Over the, the rights to the title or the songs and uh, Jackson won at the time Nothing say says ever uh, how it, it seems to be to the people Big money, big agendas, big plans are in, always in operation and the public have never to be told that they are. The public are taught that everything's spontaneous; that somehow everything's laid on for their entertainment. And it's always easier to go for the youth, because the youth have been taught that they're they're separate they're different from the old folkies. And they're taught that it's their generation, like the song goes, uh, talking about my generation. And so suddenly they create this new cult that the teenager it didn't exist before. Even the term it didn't it didn't exist before, by the way. It was meant to separate the youngsters from their parents, and the and old folk in general, which is awfully good than, than any kind of old morality, or even logic uh, of, of history, we have learned in history, wouldn't get passed on to them. Don't talk to them, don't talk to anybody over 30, then it came down even younger, that was the slogan. And so the youngsters of that, that generation really thought really thought somehow they were building the world. They weren't even in their twenties yet some of them, but they thought they were building the world. And they thought the music was all theirs. Didn't dawn them that the music machine, this massive business, this massive culture industry is an essential part of control, and it was already controlled. And they, they, mm-hmm. it, it, did, it came out, if they pushed anything from the culture industry, it was in their own interests, and in, for societal change, not for the youngsters' change. Never has been. And here we are today. That was awfully successful, from the 60s to the present, and the agenda of literally... literally you found in 1984 where they would have women's groups too with their with the red sash on and so on the, the perpetual sort of kind of virgins and so on this army of women is almost it'd be complete too they're doing the same thing too. it's still going on hasn't stopped that was the agenda separate men from women and every group always must think all the followers must think they're in control of what they're doing because it's a war it's going on and and they aren't planning it. But the leaders of them are well picked By the ones who really run the world They know what the big agenda is in in reality The followers always think they do But they're useful idiots And when you you subdivide and subdivide all categories of humanity They can't come together as one, you see When it really will count They won't be able to do it And then you, you really do indoctrinate them That nothing is normal that's where it's all supposed to go Nothing's normal There's no such thing as normal Like Pike Day. Eh? There's no such thing as cultural Real real permanent culture No permanent truth We actually said that There's no permanent truth And that's now taught today All through universities By fake philosophers Isn't it? A situation ethics Now if nothing's normal Then you can If you're the masters of the universe Basically you can reshape the world And everything in it The way you want it to be done And the material will then be convinced Before you even start You must train them to be convinced That nothing's normal And then they'll allow themselves To be shaped into whatever the masters want Think about it You are as sovereign as anything on the planet If you want to be And no one has a right to do anything to you Or alter you Or use you like some kind of putty Or plasticine or clay For their own ends And that's what's happening right now Very old plan By those who already own most of the planet And I quickly said That this big world organization For global Government basically And it was government And is government Was often mistaken For communism. And by that he was referring to even the McCarthy era, the Reds under the bed stuff and so on. And and a lot of them were communists too. And he said that in our group, our organization, we have everyone, dictators, communists, fascists, capitalists, all of them. They don't mind who they work with. And they bring them all in And sure enough the, book's a, the book I read last week Some bits of it That whole book was their international meeting that year From 1937 Published in 1938 With all the top politicians from all countries And civil servants And capitalists and financiers and so on All attending it And even then they wanted to keep themselves Pretty well hidden from the public as, With a name even But they did publish on the, the, the groups that attended it They were all issued for international affairs For Britain Australia, New Zealand and Various other countries They had members from India and, and now of course with the British Council That's part of their organisation They also have probably close to 100 countries or more Involved with them And of course they have uh, Their own European Union Department now as well For the politicians that run the whole of Europe They run that as well This private organisation The European Council on Foreign Relations but you're giving the ones to vote for. like You was always voting for dummies. What, it's a lot cheaper. Dress them up, put them in front of the TV cameras. Do you want this one, that one, or that one? And play a little tape off them saying, I'm for this and I'm for that. And You don't have to pay them wages or anything. They're dummies, right? And vote them in because they don't run the countries. They don't. Do you think those people and families who've ruled the world for centuries. Are going to just hand it over To someone's radical ideas Who thinks they're A prime minister or a president Or something, do you really think that Would happen, are you kidding Margaret Thatcher Belonged to it And when she left Parliament She mentioned it, she says I belong to A group of people Who are technocrats I'm Just talking about the Council of Foreign Relations And Royal for International Affairs and so on And she's also talking, of course, about their their other organization, the trilateral organization. They pick members for that, too. And she says, we all meet, all ex-prime ministers, presidents, ex-bureaucrats, civil servants, and bankers. We meet um, and we get things done. We don't have to go to the public for approval. We can get things done without uh, the input or condemnation of the public, because it's never published. how many How many exposes do you need how many admissions do you need from those involved to start to get the picture, or do you straight back and you fall right back into the emotional uh, he said she said stuff in politics the next day hmm? because it's all drama isn't it? We've never seen so much drama today. It's like a soap opera. If you notice, you're not getting much of what governments are really up to The policies and so on Because they're training you into a new system altogether Where well, you're not really involved at all Before you weren't involved, but at least you had an idea what, they, what was going on to an extent in some areas Not in, Maybe 40-50% of the stuff you'd never know But in some areas they had to tell you something Today they don't They're given soap operas instead In all countries all countries, and government has really withdrawn from the areas of government which used to hand out little bits of, of information to the public, because that was the policies that people were used to getting policies at least discussed uh, in some areas, but not not anymore. They don't tell you anything. They just pass bills and so on. They pass bills, and that's what that's the first you hear them often. You're under a new form, you see, as, as changed. This is the century of change. Transition. That's what they call it. And it's not your place to know. They're, actually, they're becoming very arrogant again. The bureaucrats are rather obvious. It's not your place to know anything. Winners and losers. You're one of the losers, so you'd be one of them. And then they might tell you something, but if you're not one of them, well, you're you're a loser. You're you're, you're the, the public, the people down there, the public. But you're given all these dramas. And if you notice, with all the protests that are going on right now in different countries, and the U.S. is a big one, of course, with the, it start with the Me Too's and it's gone on from there, but think about it. What you're seeing is that the perfect, perfect classic demonstration of the Saul Alinsky program. And the rules for radicals And how you, you you don't debate anything Calmly You just do your chanting When someone's trying to speak You keep chanting over, over and over and over You see Drown them out It's all from rules for radicals The techniques are being used right now To stop folk getting in or out of power or Whatever it happens to be It's rather interesting You watch it Such a, a clear-cut demonstration of it all You think about it too If If government really has, really is the way it's supposed to be, and how it's organised and so on, don't you think that there was a slightest chance that any group is trying to overthrow the system, it wouldn't be dealt with immediately, don't you think so? Is that what's supposed to happen? The first law, for them, first rule. Is to protect and maintain itself That's the government That's what they do Because the government is, is really A combination of those who really really Own the country And really roots And yet you're watching this thing Go on and on and on and on and on So obviously not, nothing's really hurt. No one's really hurting here Or it would be stopped So what we're getting is Is this soap or is it drama? What is it? The biggest news we got, really, was the speech at United Nations by Trump. Little bits and pieces, you know. And of course, he's going to stand by for more wars in the Middle East. That's obvious. Mr. Netanyahu was there too with his his drawings and his and his 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 supposed um, evidence, etc., which we'll never get to see, you know. It's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Over and over and over. But don't be surprised, because the agenda was published in the 90s, a list of countries that must be taken out for the ones who really own the country, right? And it was uh, the General Clark mentioned it too, on Democracy Today, was it? Or, Or now, one of the two. He mentioned the list. And how how it was presented to him at the time And uh, it was a shock to him, he didn't know either And the Project for New American Century group The Neocons had published twice in the 90s Uh, And it still goes on because agendas are set in stone basically They they don't change and give up They might alter here and there a little bit But they, they get what they want, they always get what they want Eventually we see Syria just announcing that it's stable enough now to try to bring refugees, Syrian refugees back to the country to help rebuild it and so on. And now they're wanting to take Syria and Iran, again, Iran was on the list too, and a few other countries around that area, as you know. And since, since the 90s and then 2001 added to it, with, uh, with uh, the bombing of uh, Iraq and so on, and then the two out, Libya as well, to that too. The mass of migration in Europe has changed it forever, and it's still happening. Europe's changed forever. It's not Europe anymore, it's a different entity, really, isn't it, in transition. In countries that, that don't manufacture things much anymore, it's mainly uh, the service industry, that already is overloaded with uh, welfare. Because people have enough there's not enough work for people, Healthcare and all the rest of it and and yet the populations have been told that they've got to pay more and more and more to bring in more and more refugees from all these wars and now and now here's another bunch of wars for the rest of the list to continue. can you get it through your heads? The people behind all these wars don't represent the people they pretend. To represent as leaders Because they have a vastly different agenda Than the public They pretend to serve I don't care what side it is either Quickly said it They're all members of the same organization at the top They simply take the left hand path Or the right hand path But they always end up in the same road down the road As far as agenda goes is so bad now in Europe and Britain's bad too that uh, with the budget cuts even to the so-called services and police services and so on and uh, the laying off of, of different police that um, they now get bringing in private police forces across the country because crime is just out of sight now so they claim anyway but again most of the crime they got now is they brought it in the country for many 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 years now and there's areas where literally there's just no work left of old manufacturing areas, all gone basically. People still there, but what do they do, eh? You can't make everybody uh, uh, um, work in, in computers, and even they're getting less and less and less too. As computers themselves today uh, are doing the work of programmers. They can design programs and so on, a lot of them. So they've got that. They've got, as I say, Syria. Foreign Minister tells the UN country is ready for your refugee return. And then they got the US pulls diplomats from Iraqi city, uh, citing threats from Iran. They'll never be happy. You know, it, it, they had, and um, in, in for years ago, they had the transition teams being trained for all the countries they've overthrown, trained in London, generally. So they're going to these countries. They've got the ones who will take them over, and uh, they've got their personas made up for them, and etc. Uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Uh, th- th- this is this is what this is democracy. Training, training people t- to go into countries to people who are generally from those countries who are going to be, going to be made the future leaders, and, and you just just get rid of the old ones. Eh? And that's something. So so anyway, they're they're pulling the diplomats from Iraq An Iraqi city, Basra And they're increasing US economic sanctions And all this kind of stuff too And it's also supposedly to Really to put a bulwark against uh, 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 Iran Because they definitely want to take out Iran And Israel is really furious You can see Netanyahu's been trying He's been getting fed up for years now With America dragging its heels On getting it all done And as I say, you ought to see the speeches of the United Nations It's it's just like Groundhog Day Also too, it's awfully handy, all this war industry and so on Because it's a massive industry, isn't it? Philip May, who was the husband of Prime Minister May Is yet another example of the cosy relationship between government and the arms industry And so from Global Research, Global Research is more of a Marxist organization, but good articles. Although, some of them they take from another organization now that really is pushing very left-wing, which is not left-wing at all, but they're into kind of euthanasia, this other organization. But here's a a good article anyway, regardless, as far as the facts in it go. You've got to really, really sift through everything today and... uh, Everybody's got an angle. They've all got an angle and a different agenda, don't they? Anyway, this is the husband of uh, the Prime Minister of Britain. And it's a selected evidence of the revolving door between Whitehall appointments, her family and friends, and the defence industry, and her archives in chronological order. And they go through the different people in the defence industry, uh, the ones that they know of who are getting big, big bucks now from. It's the same in the U.S., so isn't it? Anyway, Admiral Sir John Slater, former first Sea Lord, left the military in 1998, became a director and senior advisor to Lockheed Martin UK branch. Michael Portolo, Secretary of State for Defence, from nineteen eighty five to 1997, became a son became <laughs> became non-executive director of BAE System in 2002 before stepping down 2006. Lord Reed, Secretary of State for Defense for 2005-2006, in 2008 He became group, group consultant to G4S, G4, the security company that worked closely with the Ministry of Defense in Iraq. And private military, it's mercenary organization, really. Air Chief Marshal Sir uh, Glenn Torpy. Chief of Staff from two thousand six to two thousand nine, retired from the RAF last year, become senior military advisor to BAE Systems in January. And he goes through a whole bunch of them. I won't read them all, but I'll put them up. All these links I'll put up for you to read for if you if you care at all. And um, There's just so many of them actually would take would take probably an hour To read them all, but that's what's about revolving door uh, for the defence industry, and your pay for, it, of course. Uh, and people pay an awful lot of money for defence because you're kept in fear all the time and they, they simply soak you with taxes to supposedly keep you safe. In the US, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, she tops a list of the arms company donations. and This is from 2015. She's a close relationship with the world's top arms companies. And uh, it says here, um, against it from Global Research, 2015 It says uh, Hillary Clinton received more money from arms military service companies Than any other candidate during 2016 presidential campaign Data from Open Secrets shows All but one of the world's ten biggest arms producers have contributed to Clinton's previous campaigns Giving her, along with top Republican receiver Ted Cruz a significant margin over the other candidates. And it says here that uh, the numbers collected by the Federal Election Commission, compiled by Open Secrets, also reveal that Rand Paul and Bernie Sanders make the f- list of top 20 senators and top six presidential candidates to receive money from arms and defence companies. Most of the funding is channeled through political action committees, which have no limits to how much they donate. About 18% comes from the individual contributions, totaling about $10 million between all of the companies. The biggest donors, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grunman and Boeing, devote about a third of their funds to democracy or Democrat candidates in the last presidential elections. Barack Obama won more funding than his contender John McCain, though McCain is a top-earning senator this year. A report Sunday by the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute so shows that while US arms sales have slowed US-based Lockheed Martin's profits soared in 2014 Overall sales rose steadily until the financial crisis of 2008 when they mostly stabilised It goes on and on and on, but it's, uh, it's not a bad article actually Another one too, there's actually two on the husband and it says Theresa May's husband, uh, cap, or, or the Capital Group, has, he owns the, the group called Capital Group, his largest shareholder in BAE. They had their shares soar since the Syrian airstrikes from 2018. And that's just how it is, isn't it? And you all think that you're in charge of something because you get to vote for A, B, C, or D. Mason, isn't it? Or is it is it is it amazing or not? People go right back to where they've been when something collides with their training or indoctrination. And they're right back to square one the following day. It's like it's out their mind, it's just tossed out. As I say, even when you get admissions from those who are doing it. They they tend to forget that not, And they have studies and studies and studies Upon how people think And what leads them to do that They know this, what makes them to do it What leads them to do it Because It's what they can handle, what they they can't handle We we, we have this nice Safe kind of myth Or myth-making machine Inside of us, actually It, It keeps us kind of secure We crack up, wouldn't we? Would really crack up, or you'd run off for your for your your pills from from the pharmacy, or or else you would, you'd get what Canada's given them, like dope to the world, dope ink basically for the planet. Interesting article to up tonight: Common antidepressants could fuel the rise of superbugs, study finds. So widely prescribed antidepressant could be causing antibiotic resistance and contributing to the creation of superbugs, Queensland researchers say. And it says resistance occurs when microorganisms such as bacteria, fungi, viruses and parasites change when exposed to some drugs such as antibiotics and antifungals according to the World Health Organization. Mind you too, we get more and more uh, fungi diseases too Because of the, what they're spraying on the crops now You spray one thing And something else is going to flourish and That's what happens Everything keeps everything else in check Otherwise you see And you interfere with it And something gets out of control and it gets, Then they spray that with something else for that And something else gets out of control And that's what happens So I mentioned too How government works with your money. You know darn well that all big banks are kind of private. And yet you've got a strange public-private deal with some of the big banks. Like Royal Bank of Scotland. There really isn't Scottish at all, I guess. Was it? But Royal Bank of Scotland's chairman has admitted it's unlikely the government will get back all the £45 billion pumped into the bank. Now, government... The government pumped taxpayers' money into it Naturally As taxpayers So the government won't The people won't get it back Forget the government £45.5 billion To try to bail it out to an extent And don't forget that I think the British government Owned about 80 odd percent of the shares The London Or the London Let's say the city of London (laughs) Because that runs the world, isn't it? Uh, They owned about 80 percent of that bank Anyway Uh, So there you go I guess it's gone to money heaven Just like the last crash we had Where did it go during that little inquiry they had Oh it's money heaven we're told with Quite the dose of arrogance Weren't we Mm -hmm. Also Marijuana for Canada Right Growing Marijuana 101 How you're is being produced Ahead of legislation They're ready to pass it. It's a big, big deal They've been making it for, for a long, long time As I say But now it's time To get to have it all legit Etc And you're supposed To be all happy about it You see people smoking Blowing this smoke out And it's okay To smoke this stuff now Although the same governments Have been bashing Everybody else For smoking cigarettes For years and years But it's okay To smoke Smoke this There you go Not bad, eh? <laughs> and you want Common sense, eh? You want common sense and logic, yeah. Everybody's been had here, eh? Everybody. And this is about uh, canopy growth in Smith Falls, Ontario. It's a half as a five hundred thousand square foot facility. There used to be a Hershey's chocolate factory. Now it houses hundreds of millions of dollars worth of cannabis products. There you go. so there you go and then it says the pc government will uh, we're going to table bill on pot legislation there you go the bill will appoint uh, the alcohol and gaming commission of ontario so it's like the mafia isn't the alcohol it sounds like it. the alcohol and gaming That's your, that's your gambling commission hmm. so they'll be they'll be run, dealing your drugs now too running all that eh? as a regulator for the marketplace the province adding It will not put a cap on pot shops When it begins its licensing process And it's all done with a happy, happy, smiley face type Of kind of article Isn't it? Time for a SOMA, eh? Time for a SOMA And the same governments are Trying to pull back Medications for folk in severe pain Who don't want to be stoned all day That's quite amazing, isn't it? But isn't amazing at all. It's not amazing if you really believe that government is what you've been trained to think it is. Actually, you start thinking for yourselves. For those who want to, remember, not everybody wants to. Not not everybody can handle truth, because truth is rather scary. When you've had a really intense indoctrination into one reality, the fake reality. But it's rather scary to get the truth, to realize it's what it really is. I've got some articles on, on the myth-makers, people who create the realities of modern time for us all to believe in. And they actually boast about, to the common themselves the myth-makers. You know, the sciences of behaviorism, psychology, and so on. the Psychodynamics of... Growing up, in the stages that you go through, and how to use those stages for different ends and purposes. And the last people who will figure that out are the ones who are used. Happens all the time. All the time. Charles Galton Darwin, who wrote The Next Million Years, said that slavery has existed in some form or another in all ages. All ages. And he didn't see any reason why it would be any different today and tomorrow. Don't forget, everything today is disguised, isn't it? Very very well disguised indeed. You've given your, your same indoctrination across the planet. Is at an early age, like Russell said, would have to be done. And your subsequent propaganda, indoctrination, is so scientifically designed. you got to read some of this, the teachers, um, they call it toolkits for indoctrination. They don't call it indoctrination. but that's what it is. Of course it's indoctrination. Indoctrination is not a bad word as such. It means what it is. get getting instilled with a doctrine. Is But it's not your own doctrine, it's to serve someone else. It's really amazing how, how little people really know about life. And it's kind of like the lodge door, as you say. Think about it. The lodge door and the mystique of Freemasonry. This this work this this kind of Army that's scattered across the planet, everywhere. Where those in the know can pick candidates to go up higher to help help manage the system over the people, right down to the local area. And even the ones at the bottom don't know they're being used for something else, generally, because they get little perks and you know. But it also ties in again with what Pike said. And what did he say He said What I mentioned before He, We make no excuse for nature If if, if people want If they get curious And knock on the door Remember They use the, the Bible and so on Not because they believe in that But they use it Knocking the door will open eh? Seeking you will find It's the same thing, you see And the ones who are curious Mind you, most of them are told together anyway But the ones who are curious uh, Show that very thing That curiosity Whereas most of the people don't and That's what they mean by it So they're they only thinking Well, yeah, I, I, I was curious I had a superior nature But there are many ways to find out about it Without knocking on the door of course. The one thing they make sure that everybody does know in every area is that it can help you get ahead in life at any station that you're in. It might help you get the job or promotion, even at the bottom levels. It can bring business to your small store. They will help each other out. They got to. So it's just a safeguard, isn't it? So they make sure people know this Detract people in But then when you've really got the levels and the degrees and so on You'd really find at the very high degrees That the world's run by a a vastly different system That's the whole point of it Than that which you're Which everybody else is taught All the so-called profane are taught Sad, isn't it? The deceit in society and the world. Very sad. And to think that anybody who's on a fancy outfit is better than anybody else is the, the biggest deception of all. Because you'll find the same people, and the same selection of peoples in these organizations you'll find everywhere else. The con men, the rip-off merchants, etc., etc., and that's the sad part too, isn't it? That people love to strut around thinking they're better or different and, and so on. Rather sad. Really very, very sad indeed. But, as I say, by the books and the discs at com. get yourself to start thinking and understanding it. For yourself, if you want to. That's all it is. Everything out there is a con today. Even the old movements that used to be out there to to really teach the people their basic rights and so on. Have all gone, been knocked down. Because even amongst them there was deception crept in, eh? Used for other purposes by other people. And that's the world we live in. That's what it's all about. Conology. Conning the public. And using them all and preparing the next generation to be used for the next level of bricks on the wall. From myself, on Waterman here at Canada, it's good night and may your God or your gods go with you.